When it comes to yogurt, it's like tax evasion. No one does it better than the Greeks. That's why at Aristophanes Yogurts, we only employ Greeks or people who look Greek to bring you that smooth Greek taste every time. Aristophanes Yogurts. Keep it Greek. Hello and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and printed magazine, and this month it's a yoghurt special, all courtesy of our special sponsors for this month only, Aristophanes Yoghurts. Coming up later in the show, an interview with former child star Wendy Axminster, but first... How long past its sell-by date would you eat a yoghurt? We asked network members this very question on the website this month, and it caused a lot of debate. Here are just some of the responses that we received. Reese Watts wrote, Two years ago, I served my family a honeycomb-flavoured yoghurt. When they'd finished their yoghurt, I noticed that it was two days past the sell-by date. How could I have been so stupid to put those that I love more than anything else at risk like that? I was so racked with guilt that that night I put as many of my belongings as I could carry into a large haversack and started walking. I only stopped walking when I reached the Arctic Circle, where I now live, wandering the frozen tundra, safely unable to endanger anyone else. Here, there are no sell-by dates. When you bring down a reindeer, you just eat it as fast as you can, in the hope that the blood and spilled viscera don't attract wolves or bears. Thanks, Rhys. That sounds like sound advice. Sarah Poldrum says... I was cleaning out an old fridge and found a yoghurt that had been commissioned to commemorate the 300th anniversary of the Battle of the Boyne in 1990. I ate it with my family, and it made us think about how the Pope at the time backed William of Orange against James II, despite the fact that William was a Protestant and James was a Catholic. Interesting stuff. And finally, we received the following letter from Basil Lamplighter. Usually I'm fastidious about sell-by dates and I enter them into a spreadsheet in case they rub off in the rough-and-tumble environment in the fridge. However, last summer I was on holiday and carelessly drank down a yoghurt drink that was four days past its sell-by date. I thought nothing of it and went to bed with a book. But something had changed. When I opened the book, there were no words on the pages, just birds. Each word a bird, singing their own unique song to me. I had an overwhelming urge to touch the birds, but as my hand neared the page, they seemed to get further away. So I reached into the book and was pulled headfirst into the paper. At that very moment, I became everything. I was part of an orchestra, but I was every instrument. I was part of the navy, but I was every ship. I was myself, but I was the king and queen of every country. And when I looked into the eyes of the birds, I could see the faces of my father and mother and all my ancestors going back to Adam. It was wonderful. Until I noticed we were on a ship. Skeletons danced together around the mast. Ugly, snarling fish jumped and flew across our bows, and below decks, a thousand ragged, shackled prisoners rowed us across the sea. At the wheel of the great ship were Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, and Catherine the Great, who laughed and laughed as they piloted the craft into a giant mouth. Why?
Thanks, Basil. To clear up some of the myths surrounding yoghurt sell-by dates, I spoke to Dr Sam Archer, a GP who is a regular on BBC Two's Is There a Doctor in the House and Channel 4's Embarrassing Penis. I started by asking him exactly how dangerous is it to eat a yoghurt past its sell-by date. Eating a yoghurt past its sell-by date is, is one of the most dangerous things that, that anyone can do. These people are going to experience nausea, a sense of impending dread, uh, a clammy, sticky feeling, uh, bloating, and then paralysis, the shutting down of major organs, and death. Death? Mm, death. We had a letter in this week to the uh, network about someone's experience upon eating a, um, a pasta sell yoghurt, and that involved them having a hallucination where they thought they were on a ship that was being piloted by a number of significant people from history, for example, Genghis Khan and Joan of Arc. Is that typical? The history ship hallucination? I've, I've seen that, yep. Uh, obviously, the, the historical figures vary. Um, I've had a, a woman of 75 uh, who came in, said that she was on board like a, a, an ocean liner, and the ship was boarded by W.G. Grace. So if someone is listening right now and they're, God forbid, already halfway through a big tub of Greek... Yes. And they've just, you know, because of this, they've, they've flipped over the top, they've looked at the sell-by date... And it was a few days ago. What advice would you have for them right now? Okay. If if that person is listening right now, I'd say put down that yoghurt, then pick up the phone, call your family, tell them how much they mean to you. Seal your house using some kind of uh, heavy-duty tape and and just try and pass with with some dignity. What is the tape doing in that scenario? It's protecting your neighbours. It's it's times like this that you, you want to be... You want to be community-minded and think that even though it's a, it's a lost cause for you, there's no need to uh, to drag your neighbours and those who live close by into into, into your demise. Uh, before you go, any news on a new series of Embarrassing Penis? There's always things in the pipeline. I'm, I'm having a few a, a few meetings at the minute. Nothing's uh, nothing's actually in place yet. What about Embarrassing Penis USA? Everything's a bit bigger. Everything's a bit more extreme. You get some really embarrassing penises over there. You do. Um, I, I've seen. I've seen the remake. Um, they did a good job. It's a bit too tabloid for my liking. Um, I think the British version was was all about the, the, the penis, really, and, and they can make it a lot more about the the characters, the big characters. Um, and I find that a bit a bit distasteful. I think the show works best when it's about a penis, and and how embarrassing how embarrassing that penis is. Thank you, Doctor Archer. Now it's time for our big interview, which this month is with Wendy Axminster, a former child star best known for appearing in adverts for Rosington's Yogurts. This week she announced that she had got together with other former child actors employed by Rosington's and has started a campaign to raise awareness of what they feel was poor treatment by the company. I started by asking Wendy to introduce herself. Hello there, Um, my name's Wendy Axminster, um, otherwise known as, well, I'm uh, more famously known as the Rosington's Gooseberry Girl. Yes, I think our listeners will probably know you best as the, the Rosington's girl. Uh, you were primarily on the, the Gooseberry adverts, is that right? Yeah, that's right. That was my main role was, um, yeah, Rosington's Gooseberry Girl. And there were four adverts in total. And it, it was the one when I was, I mean, it's quite famous. I was on a beach eating the yoghurt and, and then a huge gooseberry came and took me away. Yeah, that's right. It was quite a scary advert. For, I remember being quite young at the time and it was the sort of thing that would uh, populate my nightmares. Yeah, it was powerful. And of course, the, this was before um, 
there was any CGI or anything like that. You have to remember that. So it was, you know, it was really quite hard to film. It was men in gooseberry suits and, you know, chasing a six-year-old down the beach. So it was quite, um, it was quite ahead of its time. And there was there was always the myth, wasn't there, that the um, the person inside the gooseberry outfit was Bob Holness. Um, yeah, and I was um, I deliberately was never told what he looked like, so it could have been Bob Holness, but I I never found out because I still don't know what he looks like. I and I've deliberately never looked at his face. You know, you never once thought just to look up at his face. No, uh, I was told not to look at his face. You were told not to look at his face. Yeah. By the producers of the advert? Yes, exactly. By by Rosentons. Um, they didn't want me to form a bond in any way. We, um, looking back, which, you know, I think would make sense because you didn't know whether it was going to be you next time or whether it was going to be someone else inside the Goodsbury. You, you just, you know, you didn't know. It was very insecure times. The other thing that Rosentons made all their child stars do was you had to stay very pale, very pale. Because that was the look, you know, so that you would one would be reminded of, you know, whatever the product was, milk, in this case, yogurt, mozzarella, not so much butter. That was the the, the part of the contract. So you had to stay out of the sun, you know, had to stay very young looking and sort of cute. So you were you were you were sort of given the same treatment as a as a veal calf. Probably worse. Probably worse, because I've spoken to veal calf since i mean not literally but i you know i can communicate with animals very easily do you feel you have a special bond with veal calves yes, yes i do and i've always preferred calves to people and uh i can tell and i look into their eyes and they look back into mine yes i probably was treated worse it's obvious now that you're you're feeling a sort of a certain amount of anguish about that time is that is that am i, am I right in saying that there's a few of us actually that have joined together who um, are angry uh, in retrospect about what we were uh, made to go through. I was forced to adopt a lisp, you know, to stay, to be appealing, to stay cute in the adverts. And I, I still having speech therapy now. Well, that's one of the, the surprising things. I think a lot of our listeners will be surprised that when you're speaking to us now, you don't have that strong West Country accent that you had in the adverts. Exactly. And I, I, I was forced to place objects in my mouth and uh, learn how to do the accent to the point where I'd be, you know, a few of us would be crying and covered in sand and you've got this terrifying gooseberry chasing you down the beach and whatnot. And there were times where we were forced to eat gooseberries to the point where our tongues would swell up so that, so that you sounded like you had a cute lisp. And that, that wasn't, nat- wasn't natural. I mean, these are, these are horrible stories. Yes. Yes, we were all treated very badly by the dairy industry and more specifically Rosentons. In fact, one particular um, person who wants to, who wishes to remain anonymous, her, who ple- you might remember she played the, uh, the butter maid right. for years and her feet have actually, that well, they've crumbled away because she was forced to stand in butter for years, for hours on end, standing in butter. And yet in the advert, she made it look such a pleasant thing to do. Yes, exactly. And we to the all... extent that, you know, some of our listeners, myself, you know, myself included, we, we would spend Christmases with our feet in butter to, yeah. to emulate the advert. Absolutely. Rosentons used to encourage people to, as you remember, to send in, fo- send in photos of you and your family in butter. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And we all, we all fell for it. It was a national obsession, wasn't it? 
you thought, you know, Christmas time, be with the family, stand in butter. But it, her feet have completely collapsed because of it, because feet aren't meant to be in butter for that long. More from that interview after this from our sponsor. We hear a lot in the news about Greece being in debt. But actually, when you think about it, we're all in eternal debt to Greece for inventing Greek yogurt. When you try an Aristophanes yogurt, just like the Acropolis, you'll lose your marbles over that smooth Greek taste every time. Aristophanes yogurts. Keep it Greek. Now, am I right in thinking that you've uh, devised a little stunt to bring attention to your campaign? (laughs) That's right, yes. Um, I have decided to give up all yogurt, complete yogurt ban, for a full week. A week? Correct, yes. And how far through that week are you at the the moment? This is day five. And and how's it going? I mean, is it... I, I mean, a lot of our listeners, I imagine uh, you know, this is unimaginable for, for them and for me. I, I went into it thinking that I would I would do my best because I think if you, you know, let's let's be honest. If you if you attempted to actually do this in real life, you wouldn't survive. And that's what I've always been told by Rosington. And it was drummed into me at a very young age. You know, if you don't have this yogurt, you'll die. Which is, you know, what all of Rosington's children were, were taught and, you know, which is obviously correct but so I you know I it's sort of I had a bit of yogurt on day three but apart from that I haven't had any but I I think for me this is more of a symbol so you have broken your yogurt fast yeah I mean I've had some yogurt but as I say apart from that I haven't had any at all and can you describe just how the 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 sheer lack of yogurt is making you feel on the one hand it's made me feel like I could do anything it's given me a real sense of you know wow (laughs) I can I'm I can do this. Uh but I also I feel very empty and I'm sleeping for about 14 hours a night. So I'm having a very physical reaction to it. And my my daughter came in screaming the other day because she thought shouting mummy's dead because I just hadn't moved apparently. And like my eyes were open and I hadn't moved for 14 hours. You've kind of you've come under um, a bit of criticism about the the yogurt fast because, you know, understandably it's a choice that that you can make, but you've also made that choice on behalf of your your husband and your and your your children, and you are you are making them also do the yogurt fast. You know, the idea of a three year old going waking up in the morning and knowing that there isn't going to be any yogurt throughout the day, and maybe not the next day or the next day either. I mean, that fills a lot of people with a feeling that they just can't control and. Those kind of uh, the things they're saying to you on Twitter, they don't mean to be mean. They're just saying what they feel in their hearts. It's a very emotive image, a child going full day without yoghurt to, you know, mummy, can I have some yoghurt? No. Why not? I want some yoghurt. You can't because Rosington's ruined our life. But I think I've been driven to this, to um, getting people's attention by doing something uh, it, it does provoke an emotional reaction, and I, I've got no regrets about that because there are other things. Um, you know, they can't have yogurt, but there's water. They can have. They can have. They're having double the water they would normally have. Is it is it true the um, the reports that I've been hearing that groups of local kind of concerned parents, fellow parents, one might say vigilantes, are creeping into your back garden, climbing up guttering on the back of your house and offering your children Greek yogurt 
through their bedroom window. Yes, unfortunately, there is some um, truth in that. And uh, it has caused a bit of a stir locally. And there was an incident where we were, I was walking my child to school and I turned just for a second to post a letter or something and somebody was trying to inject yoghurt into, into her arm. Um, there's been yoghurt placed outside our doorsteps. So we came down one morning and someone had put yoghurt pots on the dog, all the dog's feet. And it wasn't, it was horrible for the dog. Well, um, thank you, uh, Wendy Axminster, for being uh, so open with us and honest and uh, giving us your side of the story. Uh, I wonder before you go whether you could just uh, give us a little uh, bit of that catchphrase. I'm sure the uh, the listeners would want to, want to hear the catchphrase. Um, I'm 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 not sure I'm comfortable with that, but um, okay. Don't be a gooseberry. Have a Rosington's yogurt. I think that's what I'm willing to do at this stage. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for this month. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to the website now where you can read all the usual stuff as well as an in-depth rundown of the best value supermarket meatloaves. And in our off-topic section, we go to Vienna in the hunt for the perfect spade. Until next time, beef out. Thanks to Mike Wozniak, Tom Neenan and Katie Wicks 